everyone, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jillian. And we are the hosts of the OK Drama Podcast. We're two friends recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. Hello. Hi. We are back mm-hmm. with the K2. K2. It's getting good already. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Two new apps. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. Wild stuff. <laughs> More than just nonstop fighting. Nonstop Not fighting in showers? Yes. We got crazy car scenes. We got mystery. We got romantic dances with ramen. Oh, so cute. <laughs> so I don't know if you saw the Instagram story, but I totally no, posted I a story of oh that. My God. And it says true love. And it just... <laughs> we'll get to that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. But yeah, I'm feeling very... I I was feeling a little weary or wary Mm -hmm. of the drama last week, but I'm feeling better about it now. Cool. What about you? I like it. Me too. Okay. Also, I have started another drama for Other Drama Corner. Um, I only slept like three to four hours last night (laughs) (laughs) because I I stayed up super, super late watching, like just binge watching because I couldn't get enough. Mm -hmm. Been Uh, there. So... I have a lot to talk about, but yeah. All right, cool. I guess we'll just jump into episode three yes. of the K2. So, we are back with Jeha holding the gun to Eugene's head. Anna comes out of her room screaming at him to shoot her. Shoot her, meaning Eugene. Mm-hmm. And he recognizes her from their past encounter in Spain. And she gets dragged back into the room <laughs> because she looks like a crazy person. Uh-huh. And he's like, the fuck? Like, there's a lot going on. Yes. Uh, a lot to process here, I think, for even the viewers, especially him. Mm-hmm. Right? So he takes Eugene hostage while Secretary Kim makes the guards follow Jha's orders. So, you know, it's it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's a whole scene, but he gets everyone to back down, basically. Yes. Once all the guards leave, Jha reveals that he has recorded the whole interaction and has scheduled emails with a copy of the recording to be sent to the Blue House and to journalists. And the only way to stop the email from being sent is to keep him alive. And then he microwaves the phone, so it blows <laughs> up, which I totally never thought of yeah. microwaving a phone. Yeah. That's mm. that's a really good way to, like, fry fucking everything mm-hmm. about it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think I've seen something on, on, like, Facebook or something, and it was, like, someone saying, um... If your phone does blah, 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 you can put it in the microwave and it'll be better. And, like, someone has actually tried it and their phone just, like, fucking explodes. Oh, my God. I've seen so many microwave things, like, helpful tips. Put such and such in the microwave and all things will be better with it. And, (laughs) like, like, the video shows it happening. Yeah. It's so fucked. Oh, my God. Yeah, Alex and his mom looked at me like I was a fucking idiot because there was one time where I think we had – it must have been for, like, a Thanksgiving thing, and, like, we made mashed potatoes, but in, like, a metal pot, mm-hmm. and they got cold. I was like, well, we could just put in the microwave, <laughs> like, not thinking, uh-huh. like, it's metal, and Alex's mom was just looking at me like, oh, sweetie, but she didn't, like, say anything, uh-huh. and Alex was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so. Whoops. Yeah. Not one of my best moments. That's okay. But, yeah. Microwaves, man. Crazy. They're tricky. Mm-hmm. So, 
Chief Ju hears that Eugene has been taken hostage and tells the driver to head to the house. Obviously, he's distraught Mm -hmm. because that is the main person he's trying to protect besides uh, Seijun. But then Seijun is like, nah, just let's like pull over. (laughs) Why are we going to the house when your job is to keep me safe? Like, why are you putting me in danger? Uh Why are you taking me to someone who is holding my wife hostage? And then Chief G was like, no, but you told me my number one priority is to keep Anna safe. And Anna is at the house. And then Sejun's demeanor totally changes. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, looks out the car window like, oh, my God. Like, he's just had a revelation or something. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, he seems like such an asshole about everything. Yeah. Except for Anna. Which is so weird. Then he doesn't even go see her either. I know. I'm I very just... curious what this whole relationship is and Me what happened too. to her mother. And why she's like... I mean, we know she's hidden from the world because that's not so-and-so's daughter. Uh-huh. But how do people not... I don't know. Also, yeah, because, like, I'm sure it'll be talked about in, you know, coming episodes. But it it seemed like the media was all over the yeah. case of her mom dying. Yeah. So it's not like... um. It's like, like, she, like she's never been seen before. Yeah, so like she curious. was born in captivity or something. Yeah, I'm curious if like she's his daughter, but nobody knew. Like no one knew who the father like was. Like they maybe. didn't put two and two together. Yeah, or maybe like maybe he was never married to her mom, and she was like the other woman oh, or something. That's... And maybe all this time he was married to so and so. Eugene. Yeah, keep forgetting everyone's name. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Because I just don't understand like. If she's his daughter, like, the fucking world would know already because they got all those photographs of her. Right. Well, and didn't he say, or am I thinking of another drama, where he said, like, in his past, he used to be kind of rough and he didn't, like, always follow the rules and stuff? I think he said that, like, while he was making his speech in this drama, right? I don't remember. I think... I think that was this drama. He was like, I was, all- oh yeah, because he says like, my wife put up with me even though like mm-hmm. I I wasn't always a great person. Yeah. Still aren't, dude. No, but <laughs> I'm thinking, I I feel like maybe what happened is he was kind of like an up and comer, like a uh, disruptor, quote mm-hmm. unquote, who had like good ideals, but then like someone took his wife out and they were like, we've got dirt on you and if you want all this to go away, like, you're gonna do what we tell you Mm -hmm. to do. And, like, if you do what we tell you to do, like, we'll keep your daughter safe. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe that could... Like, he... Like, he was a good person with his wife. Mm -hmm. Or something. Or whatever. With Anna's mom. Mm -hmm. But that was when they were, like, young and not shitty and but they seem to know who she is who the wife was because they were like is that so-and-so's daughter so she's some she was someone of like Mm, power or something like she was known yeah interesting so she was like married to him or with him like there would be photographs of the two of them together and it seems like if he's hiding the daughter nobody knows i don't know it's confusing i'm very intrigued yeah so intrigued um, bup, bup, bup. yeah, so back at the house, Jeha escapes with Eugen, and he makes her drive her car after a very awkward inter- interaction with the local police, who are just like, 
little bumbling fools like yeah they don't get any of the obvious signs how uncomfortable everyone looks also like it seems like they're kind of starstruck yes absolutely starstruck by her yeah because i it they kind of are making it out to seem like i'm not saying like this person in real life is like as conniving as eugene Mm -hmm. but kind of like how everyone was like fawning over michelle obama Mm -hmm. because she was like oh she's so like graceful but she's also cool and Mm -hmm. like whatever so i feel like it kind of seems like a similar yeah and they were just they were just like shocked that she was getting into the driver's seat they were like she drives yeah so she's a fucking big deal and these guys they they weren't paying attention to anyone's faces yeah and they were like i mean i guess but i guess it's one of those things too where like they maybe didn't want to step out of line yeah totally and question their job was just to look for that motorcycle yeah and that was it Uh um so they start talking about how she underestimated them and how much money the email is worth and how much she is worth but then they see a motorcyclist tailing them it's two dudes right yeah two guys on a motorcycle yeah yeah i i thought that whole interaction with like well how much are you worth yeah i thought that was kind of confusing yeah because it's like i mean I don't know. Yeah, it was just, like, a very vague... Yeah. Like, basically just insinuating that, like, her husband's political career is worth is more, more important than, than her whole yeah. life. Yeah. Which, yeah, I believe. Oh, yeah. I believe that that's how, how it is. But, like, sorry. It kind of seems like she w- is the one that wants to be in politics mm-hmm. more than mm-hmm. him, right? Yeah. Like, she's just, like, the actor behind Yeah, because she's putting up with everything, and she's, like, telling him to do things. Yeah. Like, you should probably smile here. You should probably hold my hand here. You should yeah. probably do this to look right. And he just, like, does everything mm-hmm. she tells. Yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah. At first, I thought these motorcycle dudes were on her team. Uh-huh. Like, her people that were, like, tailing them to watch where they were going. Yeah. Um, Anna sees her dad come back to the house and listens from her room. And she looks heartbroken and starts to cry because her dad says that he won't see her because he needs to, quote, rest. And that's why it's so unusual because he wants so much protection for her and he's so, like, he seems so invested in her. Yeah, he, he and he looks really conflicted. Mm-hmm. Like, should I go see her? Should mm-hmm. I not? But I think, and I mean, they talk about how Anna is, like, whatever super paranoid Mm -hmm. and like has a panic disorder but like how she shuts her door and like hides yeah even when like when she sees like her dad is about to look in her direction Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe he feels like she she wouldn't want to see him yeah so i don't know it's very confusing right now very um, we cut back to the car, and Eugen and Jeha realize that the people on the motorcycle have hacked her car and are controlling her speed and brakes, which is like, whoa, fuck. Yeah, I didn't know you can no. do that. I guess if you have, like, really fancy cars, I don't know. I don't know how cars work. Yeah, I don't know how fucking cars work. <laughs> Alex, tell us, please. Um, Jeha comments on how how more people want her dead. It's not just him. Yeah. And Eugen tries to weave in and out of traffic while Jeha tries to help her drive. They end up switching seats while the motorcycle and the bodyguards follow. Chief Ju realizes that the people in the motorcycle and Jeha are not on the same side. He finally realizes, oh, we should take those people out. It's weird because there's like four different vehicles. There's uh-huh. like Jeha and Eugene, then there's the motorcycles. And then there's Secretary Kim mm-hmm. and the bodyguards, and then there's the Chief, Chief Ju yeah. and two more bodyguards, and it's like, who's in what car, and where... What's happening? Where are all these people? 
And what are their intentions? Exactly. Um, so Jeha tries to shake the motorcycle and, like, makes them bump into cars. Mm-hmm. And they're, again, weaving in and out. And there are a lot of, what's the word? Not casualties. I mean, maybe people died. I don't Innocent know. Innocent bystanders. Yeah, exactly. Like, who, who now have to deal with insurance companies <laughs> with fucking hit and runs. Exactly. Awful. <laughs> um, but it's no use. The motorcycle is just on their tail the whole time. He realizes that he needs to speed up so that the car signal is out of range from the remote control on the motorcycle. But, again, it's hard to, like, I guess control it when they're Mm -hmm. controlling them Mm -hmm. and, like, again, weaving through traffic. Yeah, and a motorcycle's a lot easier to weave in and out of places than a big car. Yeah. Also, because it looks like they're driving, like, I forget what car Alex said it was, but it's some sort of, like, sedan. It's Mm -hmm. not, like, a speedy, zippy little car. Um, Secretary Kim is obviously very dedicated Mm -hmm. because she goes, like, full-on crazy. Yes. During this whole sequence, like, she's hardcore yelling at the bodyguards who are like, I don't think we can catch them. And she was like, do your job. And she has, like, the fire of, Yeah, she is very dedicated. Like, woman rage in her eyes. Like, no, you are going after them. Um, they temporarily lose the bike long enough for Eugene to lower the car window. And then Jeha has this, like, crazy slow-mo shooting scene while the car is spinning. And it's, like, it looks really cool. A very mm-hmm. classic, like, action movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, shot, but the bullets don't actually hit the drivers. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they hit the bike twice or something like yeah. that. But, I mean, it doesn't really do anything, <laughs> which is kind of a bummer. Like, I feel like you would at least want to, like, take one of the guys out or something. Mm-hmm. If you're going to use that shot, yeah. like, don't waste it on just hitting, like, the light or whatever. Anyway, that's just me. So, um, ultimately, the car crashes at a construction site, and the SUV that has Secretary Kim and a few of the bodyguards hits the motorcycle, and again, Secretary Kim looks, like, fucking nuts when she's like, <laughs> just kill them! Yeah. So. But I kind of want to keep one of them to, like, question them. Right. And get information instead of straight up killing them both, because they could easily come back again. Yeah, you're you in it for f- the long game. Yeah, you want to find out who's behind it, so you go after them. And, I mean, they have ideas of who it is, but they're not, like, for sure, for sure at this point. Right. Um, Eugene's car flips, and they look really rough. Everything's bloody. Like, mm-hmm. they're just drenched in blood. Yeah. Um, and then Secretary Kim is super dedicated, wanting to go after Eugene when she sees that her car is on fire. And the bodyguard's are like, Ugh. like, you can't it's, go. It's, it's done. We can't do anything. She's, like, freaking out. She's uh-huh. trying to run towards it. Again, which is, like, I wonder if. She's, like, in love with her or something. Yeah, there's there's something, like, they have a very, very close relationship uh-huh. to where she's willing to do whatever the fuck she needs to to protect her and help her. Mm-hmm. Um, as the car's on fire and everyone thinks, like, it's done for, Jeha makes it out of the car, um, and then it's on fire, and he ends up carrying Yujin out in his arms because she can't, I guess she's, like, knocked out at this point. Mm-hmm. She cannot get out herself. They think that she died because the car explodes. But then he kind of just emerges carrying her body. Uh-huh. And it's really intense and crazy. And everyone, like, knocks down to the ground. It's a big fucking explosion. Mm-hmm. And while this explosion happens, 
she like buries her head in his chest and then he gets hit by some sort of muffler or something like right uh-huh. on his back like in the middle of his back uh-huh. and he passes out he's like Ugh. <laughs> yeah it's intense the staff carries Eugen away but she keeps reaching out for Jeha and she basically tells him like you need to make sure he's alive like we fucking need him uh-huh and um secretary kim starts to try to cover it up yeah okay. so they end up taking him to a hospital because obviously he can't die so he goes to a hospital uh, Eugene goes to hospital as well, and Secretary Kim says she understands, but then we hear a voice over saying, no, you don't know. Yeah, because they're like, because, uh, yeah, like you said, at first Eugene is trying to cover it up, like, well, we can take him to our, like, secret. Oh, Secretary inf- Kim. Oh, yeah, sorry. Secretary yeah. Kim is like, yeah, we can take him to our secret infirmary <laughs> and just, like, really fucking go for it, and Eugene is like, no, we need to keep him alive, and I think were to believe at first because like he controls yes. the email but i think like um jha carrying eugene out of the car like that was i guess touching to her or mm-hmm. something and so i think she kind of I mean, like he could have let her die he could have and she like cuddled in his mm-hmm. arms so i mean her husband sucks this is true. He's a shithead. And jha is very handsome as she previously stated mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. But will he be interested in her or Anna? Love triangle? Because mm. <laughs> we see some stuff later where I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll get to that on app four. Yes, yes, yes. So we flash back to J-House past. I like again, this is like when he's knocked out. Mm-hmm. Um so J-House past while he's in the Middle East. He's talking to a woman named Rania, and they're doing some like light flirting. And the conversation takes a turn when he tells her that he has to go back to Korea. And she looks pretty devastated. But then he awkwardly proposes to her, (laughs) saying, you know, we could get married and you could come to Korea with me. And then, like, if we're married, you can stay there and you don't have to worry about, like, coming back to the Middle East. Mm -hmm. And he just starts, like, word vomiting about how, like, it would just be on paper and that, like, they don't even have to live together and she can just do whatever she wants. And if she gets tired of him, like, they don't even have to talk to each other anymore. And it's, like, kind of charming Mm -hmm. because he's so – he seems so nervous. Mm -hmm. But she looks, like, overjoyed and says yes. And then she takes off her, like – hijab headscarf thing and then they kiss i don't know what the difference is like what makes something a hijab versus just like a headscarf i don't know okay if you guys know let us know yeah I have no i'm clue. trying to be like politically correct but i don't know if there is like yeah i'm not sure a difference but anyway i just know alex was like you think someone's speaking korean for her instead because <laughs> we can't see her mouth right do you think she's actually speaking korean or is someone doing it and I don't know. Do we see her speak Korean? No. With her own lips? No. To me, it sounds like it's a Westerner speaking Korean. Mm-hmm. To me, anyway. I don't know. But. Edie agrees. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, the song that she was singing, have you heard that song before? I had not, no. I'll, I'll play it for you. So, when she says, like, she's kind of making a joke because she's saying, like, I was the best in my department. Mm-hmm. Um. So that song translates, I think, to, like, I'm the best. Mm. And it's just, like, the that chorus is just them saying, like, 
I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the mm. best. So it's kind of like... It's funny. A pun joke thing. Yeah, the song is called I Am The Best. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what she was singing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But cool. anyway, um, oh, so yeah, so I said like they kiss and it's a very tame tra- yes. K-drama kiss. It's basically just like their faces touching while yeah, the there's... camera like swirls around Yeah, them. the camera's doing all the movement. Their uh-huh. mouths are not doing any movement. Yeah, and I was just thinking when I was rewatching the episode to write the outline i said we don't get any thirsty vicky comments mm-mm, on netflix mm-mm. yeah vicky's crazy uh-huh um so yeah so jay Howe wakes up in the hospital and he's tied to the bed romance as a bonus book style <laughs> did you think of that i did not oh. no thank you for reminding me <laughs> you're welcome i these weren't ropes they were like they seem to be more official restraints <laughs> um and he's being watched by a jss agent and he hears a pair of detectives being turned away at his door. The JSS guy is on the outside, Flash um, flashes his badge at the cops, and the cops, like, the older cop gives up. He explains to his rookie cop that you can't mess with the JSS guys since they are so well-connected. So I think this is us showing us that the JSS crew or whatever is, like, a big fucking deal. Yeah. And, yeah, don't want to mess with them. And They're you like, can't. <laughs> They're even higher up than the police. Yeah. Goes all the way to the top. Oh, mm-hmm. Um, House starts watching TV, and an assemblyman is already spinning the news, calling the accident a political terror attack. Then we see that Eugen and Sejun are watching the same broadcast in her hospital suite. Eugen tells her secretary to thank the assemblyman later. Yeah, he's, like, really spinning some bullshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it kind of seems like what he's saying is true, mm-hmm. but still, it just very much reads as, like, crazy politician mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. a talk show or whatever. Yeah. Going nuts. Um, a doctor comes in to check on Eugen, and she asks about Jeha, who the doctor thinks is a bodyguard, and he tells him that Jeha is doing fine, but Sejun seems annoyed at hearing about him. Yujin tells Sejun that she plans to make him an actual bodyguard since it's best to keep someone she is wary of by her side. He turns the convo to Anna and tells Yujin that she can't keep Anna by her side. And then we briefly see Anna crying in a dark bedroom. What is... Yeah, I don't know. What the fuck is happening And, like, all this other stuff happens, like, the car scene and all this other fighting. And then I forget Anna's a thing. And then suddenly it shows her, like, locked up in this house just, like slowly walking around Mm -hmm. sad and like hiding behind doors i'm like oh yeah she's she's part of the story somehow yeah we have not gotten it she's like on all of the promotional Mm -hmm. whatever art so she's a big deal it's just when does she really start to Mm -hmm. talk and make an appearance i'm I'm gonna guess episode five i hope hopefully i hope (laughs) um we cut to chief ju visiting jayha and he unties his restraints but Jeha clearly resents Chief Ju due to their past in the military. Mm-hmm. Stories there, too. Mm-hmm. So Eugene's younger brother, or I think on one of the outlines I read, it says younger half-brother. I don't hmm. know if they specify that Yeah, I didn't in this episode, but whatever. Younger brother. Uh, he's the chairman of the Ch- JP group. A choice... Okay, let me... So, Eugene's younger brother, the chairman of JP Group, Choi Sung-won, 
comes to visit her. Uh, they talk about who was behind this, like, attack with mm-hmm. her car. And Eugene and her brother don't seem to be too friendly with each other. It's a lot of, like, shady, kind mm-hmm. of backhanded comments. Um, but the brother and Sejun seem to be okay with each other. So, again, it's kind of like, is she the bitch and, like, everyone hates her? Mm-hmm. Or is she just, like, in a world full of assholes? Yeah. And so she has just had to become this, like, monster. The bigger asshole. Yeah, to, like, be in control of it all. Um, because her brother also seems like an asshole. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, before Sejun leaves, um, Eugene loosens his tie and messes up his hair to make him look more disheveled, mm-hmm. as if he was actually worried about his wife, um, so he can, like, put on an act for the reporters. Mm-hmm. Which, again, great forward thinking. Yes. But then he makes some, like, really shitty comment about, like, wow, you're a great wife and a wise mother or something, and he's like, actually, let's take out the mother part, because, like, you're not a mom. <laughs> like, so unnecessary. Like, how much of a father is he, though? Exactly. <sighs> I mean, his daughter's locked up, and nobody knows about her. Mm-hmm. And, like, where was he when his wife died? Mm-hmm. <sighs> if she was his wife. Right. Where does this I don't know. his wife. <sighs> so, then, uh, Sejun puts on a crazy act for the reporters, and even, like, fake cries for mm-hmm. sympathy. We have all these women standing around crying. Uh-huh, they're like, oh my god, oh mm-hmm. my god. Just very over the top. Um, and then it takes a turn and basically turns into a political rally mm-hmm. when he says he's stopping political activities regarding the presidential race. And they're like, no, no, you can't. And he was like, I'm going to be whatever, some sort of like avenger for uh, like peace, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, this world has just gotten too violent, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, fuck you dude like just like preying on people's insecurities and like fears Mm -hmm. of the world um but again like people are going nuts and they're like changing his name and obviously it works on people Uh, so this is being broadcast live eugene is watching and she seems like half proud half disgusted (laughs) um and then the okay so yeah so eugene basically everyone is watching this broadcast Eugene is, whatever, feeling her complicated thoughts. The assemblyman from earlier is going all crazy on TV to the point where, like, the reporter interviewing him makes him go to a commercial break. Mm-hmm. And then Sejun's political rival, Park Kwon Su, is also watching the broadcast and is almost amused by the whole thing. Like, what the fuck is going on here kind of a thing. Who, by the way, has a big Gilbert Gottfried vibe about him. He does. It's the eyes and his mouth. Mouth, yes. And his eyes are, like, real squinty. But his mouth is big. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the Gilbert Gottfried smile squint. If if only his voice matched. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, he's kind of just, like, over the whole thing and thinks it's ridiculous. And so he decides to pay Eugene a visit. Um... So he can, again, also put on an act mm-hmm. for all these reporters. It's all about an act. Uh-huh. Because basically at this point, everyone is insinuating that Park Kwon is behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, before Sung Won, which again is Eugene's brother, leaves the hospital room, she asks him about the company's financial troubles. He tells her not to worry and insinuates that she will take care of them anyway once she is first lady. 
Always cleaning up messes. Mm-hmm. And again, all the way to the fucking top, mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, the Assemblyman Park. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who this one is. Park Kwonsu. Okay. Yeah, it's just like his he's uh like a congressman gotcha assemblyman gotcha, gotcha. yeah yeah, yeah. congress people that um he gets to the hospital and he's charismatic in front of all the reporters while dodging their questions about whether he is responsible for the accident how like straightforward like did you do this was this you yeah they're in he's like oh, come on guys because uh, he doesn't actually answer the yeah, questions like, he makes it seem like it's a really ridiculous question to be asking uh-huh um his path crosses with sung Wan, and we get some weird vibes from their meeting because mm-hmm. did you kind of feel like they knew each other yes and they had some something yeah some sort of a something yeah and they try to like pretend like whatever uh-huh. i don't know you but, like, really know you. wink, wink. Yeah. Uh, Chief Ju tries to convince Jaeha to become Yujin's bodyguard. He offers him a new identity and an opportunity to be pardoned if Sejun and Yujin make it to the Blue House. Jaeha is skeptical of everything, saying he's no longer loyal to anyone and is tired uh, and a useless runaway. Then, Chief Ju brings up his PTSD and continues to tell Jaeha that if he agrees to be a bodyguard, he won't have to run and he'll be able to get revenge on the people that betrayed him. Jaha seems jaded and doesn't believe Chief Ju. He tells Chief Ju that if people leave him alone, he won't cause trouble and will delete the email once the election is over. I think that's really interesting that he doesn't want to agree mm-hmm. to be the bodyguard. Because to me, I'm like, well, that solves all your troubles. But I guess he has trust issues because yeah. I'm sure people have like tried to say shit like that to him mm-hmm. before and just screwed him over. And also these people don't seem trustworthy in the least true because she was like i believe you but i'm still gonna kill these innocent uh-huh. old people anyway just because not a great yeah really boy. shitty yeah. so park kwan su visits eugene's room and they have a very awkward conversation that again is filled with more backhanded comments just a lot of like very tense but polite conversations yes, on this drama smiles but saying not so nice things exactly oh i hate that stuff uh, Park Kwon Su then gets into the elevator with Jaeha, but before he does that, he's like, oh, that woman, like, <laughs> she's exhausting or something like that. So yeah, so he's in the elevator with Jaeha. Jaeha freaks out when he sees Park Kwon Su, and we get a flashback of him dropping a gun and holding Rania's body, and then- we Him s- being Jaeha. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we get this really intense fight scene where Jaha beats everybody up in the elevator and steals a cop's gun mm-hmm. and shoots people. Yeah, shoots people in the leg and everyone is down except for him holding a gun, Jaha holding a gun to uh, Park Kwon Su. Park Kwon Su's head. And we're like, what? And at that point, I was like, man, that elevator got big and then small again. <laughs> Alex is like, it's like the TARDIS. <laughs> That elevator got as big as a room Uh and then suddenly, like, shrunk down to size. Yeah, it's crazy. TV, man. Mm -hmm. It's like when you watch reality shows and they're, like, giving the instructions of what they're doing. But then the camera pans out and they're, like, ten feet away. They're, like, all the way across the room and, like, how are they hearing these instructions all the way over there? (laughs) What? And they're, like, oh. Uh Yeah. It always looks really weird. (laughs) You cannot be this close to the judges. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's just go into episode four because three is kind of crazy, and you're left with a big what? 
yeah what's happening yeah when we so we watched episode three together mm-hmm. all four of us and i was like that's not real that can't be real yeah but i wanted to watch the next episode right away but uh-huh. we all had to like we you had, know, to go. had to go sleep yeah, and whatever. whatever. Blech, boring. All right. So episode four. Back in the elevator. We get the fight scene, but it ends up all being in J-Hus' head. You were correct. Mm-hmm. And he basically ends up having a panic attack and collapses in the elevator. Park Kwon Su makes a shitty comment about how many sick people there are. Like, no shit, dude. You're in a fucking hospital. Everyone's sick. Yeah, he's like, ew. Everyone's there for a fucking ailment. Like, what did you expect? Uh-huh. But he leaves, and um, Jaha keeps looking at him, but he can't catch his breath. It's a really intense scene. Mm-hmm. And then after Jaha and the JSS agent leave the elevator, Jaha asks who Park Kwon Su is. And the agent explains that he is an assemblyman and the leader in the presidential race. The agent believes he ordered the attack on Eugene. And at first he's like, are you being serious? Like, you really don't know who the fuck this is? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Jihad doesn't seem interested in politics. No. And he seems to hide more than, like, going out and reading and paying attention to stuff. Well, and, I mean, like, as soon as, like, six months ago, he was in a different country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For who knows how long, like... Yeah. Who knows how long it had been since he had been in Korea, so... Yeah, and who knows what brought him back to Korea. True. I don't know. It's all pretty crazy. Ah, so many mysteries. I know. So now we get another flashback, and this is the full thing, when mm-hmm. Jaha recalls how he saw Park Won Su making a deal at his base in the Middle East, and that girl is there, Rania? I think Did so. Did name? And everything seems good. Like, this girl's smiling. Like, mm-hmm. the deals are being done. Whatever. And he's smiling. He's, like, looking, like, mm-hmm, proud. Mm-hmm. And she says her goodbye. He gets in his car. And then someone comes up behind her and, like, puts a thing over her head. And she starts screaming. And they, like, drag her into a car. He starts running after this car. Jaha does. Uh-huh. Can't catch up to her. And then um, she just gets, like, shot and, like, thrown out of the car, uh-huh. it seems. Like, he just looks and she's just thrown out. It all happened very fast. Yeah, incredibly fast. And he screams and he's running towards her. Can't save her. She's already dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but he now knows who this person is and he's, like, rethinking everything. And he's just yelling this guy's name and mm-hmm. saying, like, why? He's like, you son of a bitch. Or, yeah. or bastard uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. And I'm very curious, what the fuck happened there? I know. Like, what was she, like, who was she that she was making deals with, like, people running like, so high in this presidential? politicians. Yeah. And... yeah. <sighs> I know. And, like, he wasn't running for president then, but he was in something political, like, yeah. I don't know. But, see, and that's the thing, like, maybe he wasn't even in politics then, because, like, there's all these business people uh-huh. who, like, do shady business yeah. and then get into politics yes, later. Yes, absolutely. For even more power. Absolutely. <sighs> Most people can just, like, fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> fuck right off a cliff. Yeah, Ugh. it's intense. Like, if we didn't have so many, like, shady business people then turn into politicians, I don't think the world would be... Mm-hmm. as fucked as it is now and so many like shady politicians dealing with shady business business people and it's all tied together no one gives a fuck about us no and it's like why this is sorry to go down this tangent but i'm like as a person you don't why do you crave like power mm-hmm. or money like that like just get enough money to, to be comfortable, comfortable yep. and then be done with it yes like, why do you feel the need for world domination? Yeah. 
probably you're, you're just a, gonna get shot yeah like probably because you're a sociopath mm-hmm. i don't know anyway anyway so <laughs> enough of that uh-huh so then we have like a very quick cut to jha rigging a remote control booby trap this is a moment where i so this is when i watched the episode by myself and i was like eating um like my spicy noodles mm. and i like looked down into the bowl mm-hmm. and then i looked up and he was like in that garage and i was like did mm. i miss something <laughs> like it was such a fast that, cut that, right? that was andrew with the pizza that time <laughs> yeah so i like rewound it or whatever uh-huh. i was like okay I just want to make sure that basically he's yelling like Park Kwonsu, you bastard, and then it just and now he's making plans immediately in yeah. a garage. Like you think we don't see him getting discharged from the hospital or anything like that. He's rigging this booby trap. So then we cut to him at um this like barber shop place. Um, Jha is at the same barber as Park Kwonsu, mm-hmm. and he is able to. Flip the, like, remote control activator thingy. Okay, do you know what this remote control thing does? I think it's, like, um, proximity-based, I guess. So like, Yes, if... but what does it do? Oh, I thought it was, like, acid or something. That's what I thought, too. Okay. I wasn't sure, because it just, like, sprayed. And, and then, was... like, because, like, there was all this metal at yeah. the... And it was, like... Yeah, right? okay. Just checking. I mean, okay. that's what I assumed. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, or some sort of, like... Some some sort of substance that'll fuck you up. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Acid, I mean, what a way to go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, he slips the remote into Park Kwonsu's jacket at the barbershop. And this is just, like, a little Caitlin note. Mm-hmm. I hate watching people being shaved with straight razors. <laughs> it puts me on edge so much because you have, like, such a sharp blade yeah. in someone's throat. Yeah. And it's, like, Sweeney Todd vibes. And I don't know. I, I, it's just, like, a, a weird thing that makes, makes me very really uncomfortable. This. Yeah. Um, so, Jaha watches Park Kwon Su approach the trap in the lobby of this, you know, big building, but then freaks out when a kid runs ahead and gets stuck in the revolving doors. Dumb kid. Right under the trap. And I'm, like, Ugh. like, <sighs> I, I know that it's gonna be fine, because, like, obviously they're not gonna have, like, a kid being burnt <laughs> in acid <laughs> in this type of K-drama, but understandably, like, Jaha's very distraught yeah and wants to save this kid because it wasn't intended for him and i think it's kind of funny that um what's his name park kwonsu is like teasing the kid he's like oh you got stuck in there <laughs> like that's why you shouldn't run and he's the kid just starts crying uh-huh, immediately <laughs> totally embarrassed uh-huh. um i feel like that kid was in another drama but i don't remember what he's just like one of those kids that like plays this person as like a young kid young mm-hmm. kid whereas the guy from um hotel de luna the water uh-huh. God, like that's teenager <laughs> he does all the teenagers yeah and then that little boy is like that's the, the, the baby. problem is that all the kids and all the young men have all the same hairstyle true so if you like if you don't know if you're not really paying attention like it could just easily look like the same person. It's like seeing white boys that all have the same type of hair. They all fucking look the same. Uh-huh. Like, if all these people have the same hairstyle, they all look the same. Exactly. And all these little boys have, like, these little bowl haircuts. <laughs> and all the little girls usually have, like, bangs. Uh-huh. I'm like, I don't... Were you in that drama? I don't know. Was it your brother? I don't know. Yeah. Hairstyles, man. 
totally styling mm-hmm. really makes a difference it's mm-hmm. so funny when you see um i feel like this is even more with like the k-drama or k-pop people uh like you'll see their whatever high school senior or just mm-hmm. like pictures of them in school mm-hmm. and they look so different to how they are like yeah being beautified or yeah. whatever because i mean you can see pictures of like western artists in high school and like they obviously don't look as good yeah but, like, they, they still look, look like, like themselves teenagers. yeah but these people I'm like dang makeup and hair mm-hmm. really make a difference mm-hmm. helps you glow up oh yeah did i ever tell you about um watching queer eye and like one of the makeover scenes with jonathan Mm-mm. and being completely confused he's like making over some guy in a barber shop or like a salon or whatever mm-hmm. And, like, the guy had, like, a beard and it's, like, not cute. And he mm-hmm. had, like, hair that was not cute. And the camera's on this guy. And suddenly the camera goes and this guy, like, doesn't have a beard or, like, his hair is completely different. I was like, oh, my God, he looks so different. Andrew's like, that's not the same guy. <laughs> the camera just zoomed in on some random fucking guy. And I thought it was supposed to be that guy. And I was like, oh, my God, he looks so different. <laughs> Surely enough, it was a completely different human, so of course he looked different. It was just, like, a good-looking guy that happened to be at the barber shop. Yeah, and they just, like, zoomed in on him for some reason. <laughs> like, oh my god. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Queer Eye definitely, like, goes rogue sometimes mm-hmm. with their, like, shots and their yes. B-roll. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, there's a kid stuck in the door. Uh, Jay- get out. Yeah, Jeha is trying to get the kid out. But the bodyguards who are protecting Park Kwon Soo mm-hmm. are like, you can't get close to him. So, um, whatever. He's, like, stuck, basically. And so Park Kwon Soo just goes through a different door. So the kid is safe and everything is fine. But his bodyguards are now super suspicious of Jeha. And they're like, we need to bring them for questioning. It's interesting that they thought, like, he was trying to get to... The assemblyman instead of this kid that's trapped in a door. Yeah, like, if, uh, to me, I would just been like, that's my kid. Yeah, like, that's my little brother. Yeah. I'm just like, I need to get my kid. Whatever. Yeah. Instead of just not speaking and just trying to push through, it's like, like <sighs> you gotta make up a story, dude. Come on. I mean. You know this. It seems like he's a little bit out of commission, like, mm-hmm. thinking about talking on his feet. Yeah. He's Maybe just, he's never been a talker. I don't know. Maybe. Well, yeah, because, like, he was, again, just word vomiting with Rania. Like, yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, kid makes it out. It's fine. The Yay. Yeah. The dudes are like, we need to talk to you. But then Jeha, like, sees the guy's uh, scar on mm-hmm. his wrist and recognize him, recognizes him as one of the masked guys from the night he was hanging the banner. Mm-hmm. The, like, sheet masks. Yes. The sheet mask bandits. <laughs> yes. Um, so they start fighting in this lobby of this whatever big building. And then a chase scene ensues. Uh, Jeha makes it to the rooftop, repels down from the roof, and is surprised to find Chief Ju and Eugene waiting for him below. They've been watching you. Mm-hmm. Mm. He reluctantly gets in the car, and they talk about his failed booby trap plan, and he thanks Eugene for helping him get away. She offers to help him. She knows about his PTSD, he kind of rolls his eyes, <laughs> and says she knows he can't pull the trigger, so she will pull it for him. And she doesn't know why he's after uh, Park Kwon Soo. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the enemy of her enemy is her friend. 
and she's all kind of smiles. She's she's ready. She yeah. Knows, Fuck. Yeah, and again, I'm like, does she have a thing for him? It's like both, like, mm-hmm. like she kind of has the hots for him. Also, she can he can help her. Yeah. Oh, it's a very weird dynamic between the two of them. She, and and she like, has, an, ooh, he could kill me. Yeah, she does, mm. definitely has like cougar vibes. <laughs> uh huh. Like, oh, he's dangerous. Yeah, I like that. Uh huh. Um, we cut to the house with Anna, a housekeeper, and the bodyguard that brought her to Korea. The bodyguard complains about how she is cooped up in the house and how her life has paused because of Anna. Anna overhears everything. She cries and convinces herself that Eugen is the reason her dad isn't coming to visit her. Doubt it. Yeah. Also, that bodyguard is like a hot mess. Yes, absolutely. But that's kind of how I would probably be if I was just like, well, this is just my fucking job, staying in a house all day. And I mean, would you complain though about being in a house all day where oh, there's TV and food? And snacks and yeah. someone cooking dinner for me. And your job is just to like be there for this girl absolutely who doesn't not. talk. <laughs> Absolutely not. It'd be fine. <laughs> like, we're, we'll talk about Anna's routine in a second. Yeah. But I'm like... You're basically just living in this fancy house rent-free. Like, that sounds good to me. Yeah, absolutely. Good deal. Yeah. As long as no one tries to get Anna or Anna doesn't try to escape, everything's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, Jayha goes for a run that is filled with flashbacks of Rania and Park Kwonsu in the Middle East. He ends up going to JSS headquarters where he goes to get his cast removed, and the doctor is in love with him. She gets so excited when she sees mm-hmm. him. Meanwhile, a martial arts instructor wouldn't leave the doctor alone and forces Jaha to come to his training since it is required for all new recruits. Jaha shows up, makes a fool out of the instructor. Everyone laughs at the instructor, but he tries to play it off. That instructor is like a big goofball. Absolutely. Because the doctor is like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, And he's, like, trying to make jokes with her Mm -mm. and stuff. Not cute, dude. Yeah. But I think it's so interesting because Jayha is, like, obviously a very intense fighter guy. Mm -hmm. But in, like, whatever. He was very intense when he took Eugene hostage. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, he seems, like, very almost timid and just, like, Mm -hmm. chill. Because when he's with the doctor, he's, like, almost, like, a sweet guy. She's like, oh, that's why the doctor loves him. Mm -hmm. Because he's, like, just a little cutie pie. So quiet, mm-hmm. so kind. Um, Jeha is then sent to Chief Ju's office. Chief Ju tells him that his probationary period is over now, and now that his cast is off, that was quick. Mm-hmm. Jeha's potential leader, team leader So, is against the idea of Jeha joining his team so soon, especially since he basically fucked up all of their men. Mm-hmm. Like, no problem. Chief Ju starts giving a metaphorical speech about dogs, but ultimately says that they'll all figure out who the alpha is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which uh, they quickly do. Yeah. So then we cut to a wild scene <laughs> where basically Jeha goes to the shower. He's like, I just want to, like, freshen up. And basically a fight scene happens in the shower. And they show, like, their whole bodies except, mm-hmm. like, their little junk areas blurred. Their butt and junk. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like that. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? There is an intense fight scene. It made me think of um, this movie called Eastern Promises. Mm. Um, and in that movie, they're like at a like a men's spa or something. Uh-huh. And I think they're in, um, uh, what are those rooms called? Why can't I think of it? Sauna? Like a steam room. Yeah, like a sauna. Uh-huh. And a fight ensues in there 
but there's no blurring. It's just like beepies and butts everywhere. <laughs> and it's like intense fucking fighting and like blood everywhere. Mm. It's intense, dude. It's it's really good scene. Yes. Yeah, like I'm tempted to like pull this up after we're done here so you can see a different fight scene. That's oh god. Like not like... as tame as <laughs> K2, which the K2 was pretty intense, but like it was also kind of like silly, like spraying the soap all over yeah. the floor and, and like, like whoa. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> but like this other one is just like holy fucking shit this is a fight yeah it's crazy but i was like there's probably just like dicks everywhere like Mm -hmm. i just feel like i would not what a funny scene to film without blurs because you don't get blurs in real life (laughs) or everyone is just wearing those like little nude underwear Uh (laughs) basically like like, pointless though like well yeah skin colored thongs basically (laughs) yeah i was like oh it was just so yeah, weird to me. I'm like, I would not want to fight naked. Such an inappropriate place to start a fight, y'all. Like, exactly. such a vulnerable place, vulnerable place to start a fight. I know. I would just be punching the beep <laughs> <laughs> like, They just need one punch and then they're out, you know? Yeah. I'm sure that fucking hurts. That yeah. would be my go-to. Okay. <laughs> if I was j But I did like the soap a lot. Yeah, that was funny. And then they, like, make it to, a, like, the bath area. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy stuff um <clears throat> so oh also yeah this scene lasts for a very long time yes, to you too long <laughs> it's like an extended fight scene uh so after the crazy naked fight scene we see like a csi type of person investigating the wreckage from the car accident and he pockets a microchip he found and his what appears to be his boss Mm-hmm. Shows up and he's like, do you find anything? And he's like, nope. no. And his boss is like, that's weird. And then we just cut uh-huh. away. <laughs> and I was like, is he a good guy or a bad guy? Right. Whose exactly. team is he on? I don't mm-hmm. know. So Jeha is formally introduced to everyone in a like, staff meeting. <laughs> his alias is now the K2. Mm-hmm. Oh, the name of the TV Isn't show. Isn't that weird? It's the name of the show. Oh. Uh-huh. Huh. And everyone starts grumbling about him being part of the team, but team leader So says it's their fault since uh, he was able to expose all of their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Fair point. Um, Jeha is assigned to work the night shift in Section C, which is apparently where team leader So puts everyone who's like on a shit list, I guess, because mm-hmm. it's like whatever out in the middle really of nowhere. Anything. Yeah. Uh, so Section C is where. Anna is, so he will be Anna's night bodyguard. Cool. I know. <laughs> um, the doctor from before calls Anna's female bodyguard Miran. Mm-hmm. Miran. Miran. Didn't we have a... Well, we had Mira. I think it was Miran, too, right? Really? Or Go Miran, Miss Go? Was that her name? Oh, I don't know. We always just called her Miss Go. I don't know. I. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't know. We've had similar... Yeah. We've had a similar name before. Um, <clears throat> so she calls Miran and tells her the news. Anna peeks out of her room and listens to the call. She seems intrigued about who Jeha is. All the ladies are, y'all. Mm-hmm. Chief Ju drives Jeha to Anna's place and explains that Anna is Sejun's daughter, who he has kept in private. No one can find out about her, especially Park Kwon Su. Miran greets Jeha and Chief Ju at the house, and Anna spies on the from her room she recognizes jayha from their pre- two previous meetings and at this point miran has like put lipstick on and mm-hmm. perfume and like gotten all dolled up 
mm-hmm. because she knows that this guy is good looking. Yeah, it's funny too when uh, Jaha first arrives at like the JSS headquarters, and all the ladies are mm-hmm. like, "Uh huh, oh yeah, new boy, uh-huh. all right." Um, Jaha and Chief Ju learn about Anna's severe panic disorder, and the housekeeper explains her sensitivity to strong lights, strong flashes of light, and how they can induce short-term memory loss. Because of this, Anna rarely goes outside. They also explain Anna's routine. She gets up at 9 p.m., takes an hour-long shower while they clean and search her room. She also has a social phobia and prefers to be alone, so they stay out of her way unless they are called. So basically, Anna just, like, chills in her room, watches TV, eats food, takes a long shower. And I said, that's basically all I want to do with my life. I, I mean, she just looks she just looks sad while doing all of that stuff, whereas I would be, like... Cozy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's some days where I'm like, I just want to watch TV all day long. Mm-hmm. And I can't. But mm-hmm. I really want to. Yeah. I want that day. <sighs> you just have to, like... Do what I did last night and stay up till four in the morning. God, <laughs> watching K dramas. Cannot do it. And then, uh, but my body is still just like so attuned to waking up at like yeah seven a.m. So mm-hmm. yeah, I when I woke up, I was I saw like dark circles and I was like, oh hello. <laughs> <laughs> Not great. <laughs> So, Chief Ju drops Jeha off at the surveillance room, like, hut area <laughs> thing, where another bodyguard runs through the night shift protocol. Um, I think that bodyguard was one of the bodyguards from the night where he was a banner guy. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, so, there's a- already a little bit of tension, but then it escalates when um, Jeha starts using informal speech with him, <laughs> and he's like, what the hell? But then they settle it. And Jeha asserts himself as being a superior when they were in the military. Alpha. Yeah, he's the alpha. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's funny because he's like, but this isn't the military anymore. <laughs> but he's still like, whatever. Takes the second secondary position. Yeah. So then we do a quick little cut to Chief Ju picking up the microchip from the scientist guy. Mm-hmm. Again, interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, is Chief Ju? A good guy? Mm-hmm. I think he is, but... You don't know. You never fucking know. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Miran is, like, trying to act sexy for the cameras, because basically there's cameras all over the mm-hmm. fucking house, and the only place that they don't have actual cameras are, like, in the bathroom and in the bedrooms, but yeah. they have, like, heat sensor cameras, so for privacy but yeah it- but you still see a heated body sitting on a toilet and- <laughs> <laughs> laying on the bed uh-huh sitting on a toilet forever with the phone <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> um and so yeah so she's like trying to like look good for jayha but it turns out it's the other bodyguard who's just like and he looks so weird being a creep. <laughs> his weird little creepy smile watching her because I mean, like, it's not like she's doing a strip tease or anything. No. She just is, like, in shorts and a low-buttoned top yeah. eating ramen. Yeah. So, obviously, he hasn't seen some action in a while, Mm-mm. if that's getting him excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While all of this stuff with Anna is going on, Seijun and Yujin attend some sort of political event. Boring. Mm-hmm. Yujin watches her husband flirting with other women, three young girls, mm-hmm. to be clear here. 
Park Kwon Soo approaches her. They start acting shady with each other, but then Yujin calls in another member of her staff, the woman from before. I can't think of who this woman was before. She was the girl from the hotel room. Oh. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure that was her. When she said we'll be using her again. Yeah, and then she's like, when the girl is like, hi, secretary, Mm because like he hired her to like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. To be that girl. Mm -hmm. Yes, that makes sense. Um, She hands Eugene a chip from her car and Park Kwon Su becomes frazzled once he puts all the pieces together. Park Kwon Su and Eugene agree to a, quote, ceasefire. Mm-hmm. Because she basically says, like, oh, they found um, information about my car and the accident and what happened. Yeah. Maybe we'll find out what happened with you, too, at the barbershop. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think it's so interesting because Eugene is also like, yeah, m- this member of my staff was, like, very apologetic to me. Like, do you mm-hmm. think I should figure out why she wants mm-hmm. to apologize to me? And Park Kwon Su's guy is like, Ooh. Uh-huh. And also, um... Park Kwon-soo says something like, what a terrible thing to have happened to you. Like, you must be terrified to be in cars again. Uh-huh. And she was like, yeah, and the same can go for you in barbershops. Probably never be the same. Yeah. <laughs> They're so good at, like, trading bars mm-hmm, or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. Fucked up. Uh-huh. Um, we cut back to Anna's estate at 10.30 p.m. Jiha flips through all of the camera feeds and sees Anna leave the bathroom. And he ends up following her and watching her through the cameras. He's genuinely curious about what she's doing, and he realizes she wants to make ramen but doesn't know what to do. He talks to the TV telling her what to do even though she can't hear him, Um, and it's like someone watching a scary movie is what you noted. Yeah, like, don't go there. Don't go in that room. They're in there. They're in there. (laughs) And he's like, no, not that cabinet. Yeah. A little higher. (laughs) He ends up feeling bad for her when she can't figure out how to turn the gas on for the stove, and he thinks about going to make it for her but decides against it. And you did not write in here uh-huh. about when she first discovers the ramen. No, I didn't. She's trying to find the ramen first, and uh-huh. she can't find it anywhere because she heard them, like, she saw them eating it and talking about eating it. Uh-huh. And then she opens a little, like, box, and the ramen's in there, and she gets so happy. She's, She's like, staring yeah. at this ramen, <laughs> and she starts spinning in circles, dancing with the ramen, and it's the funniest scene. And then it goes to him watching her smiling about her in love with ramen. <laughs> It's just such a weird scene. That's maybe the one scene Andrew saw because I was <laughs> I was rewinding it so I could get an Instagram story of it. And I heard him like walk out of room and I was like, hey, come look at this. <laughs> and then he said that was me when he buys Soons. <laughs> he buys the big box of Soons for me. Well, yes, I'm thinking like, has this girl never had ramen before? It doesn't seem like she has. She clearly doesn't know how to cook. No, either she hasn't ever had it or she hasn't had it since she was a kid yeah maybe. and it was made for her and it's like a memory she has of eating ramen like yeah. with her mom or something yeah it was like a weird scene but it was also kind of cute it was funny yeah it made me laugh so eugene and sejun start to leave their event but um eugene is like you know what just take a separate car because you know we're not going home together and you have a lady plans. friend mm-hmm. waiting for you. So he looks upset, but, like, takes her offer anyway. And she's like, before you go, we need to say bye to the cameras. And so they're, like, greeting the press. And the press 
like pushes them to take like a kind of like coupley pose photo. It looks so stupid. Yeah, and it's like very awkward and clearly very forced. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like they leave, and Eugen tears up in the car, and I wasn't sure if it was just because like she actually did have feelings for Sejun at one point. And so, because, like, he, like, puts his arms around her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or she just, like, feels overwhelmed at how shitty of a person he is. Or, Maybe and, like, both. that her life is a sham or whatever. Yeah. It's just, like, a very overwhelming situation for her, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, so then back at Anna's place, Jeha checks all the cameras again before going to smoke. And I was like, ew. I know. <laughs> um, Dude. <laughs> yeah. While he's out on the balcony, he sees... Uh, the light, he sees a light on top of the roof, and he's like, what's that? And he, like, tries to get a closer look, but then we see a shadow on top Ooh. of the roof. And then bam, as of episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So I was like, I need to watch the next one. Yeah, I'm when very I saw curious. Ooh. So, so good. I, I, this is the thing about all the K-dramas, when they end on, like, such strong cliffhangers mm-hmm. like that. You have to see it. I have to watch the next one. Yeah. And it took a lot of willpower for me to not just keep watching. <laughs> but I, we needed to do our predictions. Yes. So. Um, you know, Andrew also said, I'm not too sure about the K-2. And I was like, that's what Caitlin said mm-hmm. in the last two episodes. But then yesterday, because we'd seen you guys the day before. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday, she was really excited to record. So... I think it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay. And then he didn't watch, except for the ramen scene. <laughs> well, I mostly wanted to talk to you about, like, did you see that naked scene? <laughs> <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> but yeah, I think... Well, also because it seems like Anna is interested in Jeha. Mm-hmm. Jeha is interested in Anna. Mm-hmm. Eugene is interested in Jeha. Jeha seems not really interested in Eugene, mm-hmm. but, like, kind of. Like, he cared enough about her to not let her get... Yeah. Whatever, blown up in Blowed a car. Up. Yeah. So. Yeah. So who do you think is on that roof? I what bad person? No. Is it someone from What's-His-Face team? Or is it some random someone else? Because who knows how many enemies this family has. I'm wondering if it's even a bad guy. Hmm. Like, what if it's Anna or something, and mm-hmm. he, like, goes to investigate, and then it just ends up, like... She likes to sit on the roof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being her. And that's how they have their, like, first I could see that happening, definitely. Because I don't see how there could be... Well, you know, it could be a bad guy. It could be a Park Kwon Su bad guy. And then, like, word gets out that she exists... Mm-hmm. And like that's and so she has to be brought to like the forefront and mm-hmm. whatever she has to use Jaha as like her crutch because she has all this like anxiety trauma and, yeah you know. and I don't know what do you think I have no fucking clue I feel like it's a bad guy mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's one of his bad guys Park Wansu yeah but I don't know how they found the house or anything yeah. I don't know. Unless Chief Jew is a double agent. Mm. I, I don't know. There's so many possibilities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So good. What other predictions? Um, um, I predict that 
meet on and the other bodyguard in section C will eventually hook up. <laughs> I, mean, right? I mean, he's into her. Yeah. And she seems like she wants to get married. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, what More else? goofy scenes with that martial arts instructor. Yeah. I like the doctor. She mm-hmm, was a cool. Mm-hmm. She seems cool. Um, but yeah, I'm like very excited for Jeha and Anna to start like talking to, to each meet. other. Yeah. Also, because like she hasn't talked a lot, Mm-mm. and I want to see her talk, not All screaming. All she said is shoot her and help I me. I didn't kill her, and I didn't kill her. Yeah. yeah. And that woman was like, Ugh. and crying. She's uh-huh. great at crying. She's a beautiful crier. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I want to see her talk like a normal person. So. Yeah, very good. I'm excited to keep watching. Um, did you have any fashion moments? Yes, God! I had zero fashion moments. Yeah, I would say um, Secretary Kim in episode three. Uh-huh. She's got like a skirt that has a cool oh, button up. Yeah. It's like a white long skirt. Uh-huh. It's fitted and it has like the buttons coming up that, with that a red was cool. top. Yeah. I liked that outfit. That was the one that I was like, oh, that skirt's neat. Yeah, that. now that you say that, that was a good skirt. Oh, I think I wrote down in the notes that um, Eugene's handbook was pretty <laughs> when they go to that. Is that like the fancy? It's like the traditional. Yeah, yeah. I like that too. That was pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was really it. I mean, like, Miran looked very comfy. Mm-hmm. I know what Go Miran is from, and it's not from a drama that we watched together. So, <laughs> okay, that's my bad. <laughs> that is from uh, Melting Me Softly. Mm, okay. So, anyway. I was just Yeah, like, in ours, we just had Mira. Mira, okay. From Romance, I believe, right? I don't remember, but maybe, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think she's um the other one that's in love with What's-His-Face. Okay. I think, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure. I don't remember all these names, but yeah. Co- her Gomiran is from Melting Me Softly. It's also because, like, these are one-season series shows. Yeah. Like, you get to know them really well for a series, 16 episodes. Sometimes not even 16 because they don't No, Hayden was the girl that was in uh, love with her. Or him. Yeah, never mind. I don't fucking know. What do I know? Mira was definitely somebody, though, because I think I said, oh, that's Danielle's mom's name. Yeah, you did. I don't fucking know. But yeah, yeah. it's hard because, and it's like a lot of the same actors and actresses playing yeah. different people, so. Uh, anyway, oh well. I'm glad I cleared that block in my memory. Like, who is that? <laughs> anyway, um, I love you moment. I love you. I love you. I will always love you. I love you. Hmm. What is yours? I said that Ji Ching Luke is good at playing a sort of soft, bumbling guy, even though he's like super built <laughs> and like very strong. And I thought, I didn't think there were like any particular like really strong i love you scenes but just like seeing him fumbling through the proposal was Mm -hmm. kind of cute and then like seeing him being very invested in anna's like ramen adventure Mm -hmm. being like oh no no oh like he Mm -hmm. too much water that's too much water (laughs) he just seems so like 
I don't know if sensitive is the right word, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Just cute. It was cute. My I love you moment. Anna with the ramen. <sighs> That's a good one. Anna dancing with ramen. True love. Food. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel that way when I get food sometimes. Yeah, totally. So I'm going to do a very quick other drama corner. I finally started 100 Days My Prince. Mm-hmm. I think I talked about that drama, this drama a while back when I was attempted to watch the first episode on, like, a shady website. But then they brought it to Vicky. And I've been really busy, so I hadn't really started another drama. And I'm still busy now, but I was just like, fuck it, like... I'm going to do it. Yeah, because I, I had... I wasn't watching it because I thought, well, maybe Jill and I can do this drama for the podcast, but there are, like, so many mm-hmm. other dramas that we could do, and I'm like, no, I'm just going to watch it. We can always go back to it at some point. Yeah, and so um, it is so fucking good because it is part... It's almost like The Crowned Clown with the whole, like mystery and it's like the historical drama and Mm -hmm. it's like the kings and like assassination attempts and like who's on whose side so there's all of that mystery but then there's like a very classic rom-com someone has amnesia moment Mm -hmm. and so it's like really there's like really cute moments too it's a very weird mix but it works for me and so that's why i stayed up till four in the morning because it that is a drama that ends on like very strong cliffhangers to where I'm like ah, but I need to keep watching. Mm-hmm. And I I could have kept watching probably, but I was like no, it's four. I should sleep. So <laughs> I should call it a night at some point. Yeah. So so good. Yeah, and it has um Dio mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. XO. XO. He's very good. He's a very good actor. But yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it has the girl from Suspicious Partner, which is, like, top three dramas of all time for me. Also starring Ji Chang Luke. So oh. It's, it's, like, it's, it's all connected. All the way to the top. It's, <laughs> all these K-dramas are connected. Uh-huh. Definitely. Cool. Um, yeah, so if you guys are watching 100 Days My Prince or watched it, let me know what you thought. No spoilers, please. Because mm-hmm. I'm on... I think I just finished episode seven this morning. You're going to finish episode... <laughs> I'm going to finish it by the, the time this... This airs, yep. So yeah, let me know what you thought. I might be tweeting my thoughts. Because <laughs> yeah, we have... We're not meeting up tomorrow, right? For Mm-mm. practice. Mm-mm. So I'm going to have a whole day mm-hmm. for just laundry and K-dramas and editing a podcast. Yay! That's a good Sunday. That is a good Sunday. So, do we have anything else? I don't think so. Okay. I think we're all set. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so um, let me, or let us know what you're watching on top of the K2 on Twitter, at OKDramaPod. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We've started up our, like, well fashion but we haven't really had any fashion moments but i have figured out how to make gifs (laughs) so uh expect more gifs people because (laughs) yeah if you want to like see a really freaky one go to our instagram or twitter (laughs) yeah uh let us know what you think uh did i say our instagram okay drama podcast Mm -hmm. and then 
Facebook, okay drama podcast, mm-hmm. and, email. and then email okay drama podcast at gmail.com. Send us your K2 GIFs because there aren't that many hmm. out there, which is why I had to make my own. <laughs> so <laughs> she made some random ones. Yeah, I made ones that I wanted to see. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I guess that's it, and we will talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, drama. Thank you.